Hi guys and welcome to the Female Fitness Podcast. We are your hosts, Sammy and Danny. We've decided to create this podcast to provide you guys with useful and relatable content which you can then apply to your own fitness journeys. So this episode is a bit of an introductory to this podcast. So Danny and I are just going to tell you about where we're at in our fitness journeys, um, things that we've done in the past, and just general kind of how we got into fitness. So Sammy, we know you've competed before and you're aiming to get back on stage in 2019. How did you first get into fitness? Well, first of all, guys, I don't know if you know, but Danny's actually my coach, which I'm really, really happy about. Um, so I got into fitness when I was 18 years old because unfortunately in Russia, you're only allowed to train from the age of 18. So I was fat growing up and I decided to get in shape. So when I was 18, went to the gym with my mom, did loads and loads of running. I was like a proper cardio bunny and I stopped eating carbs, which is probably the most common thing that you see people do. Um, I lost loads of weight. It was like the lowest weight I've ever been. I think I was like 52 kilos, which is how many pounds? I don't know. (laughs) I think it's like 120 pounds, but um, I'm 5'6", so I was quite skinny. And actually, the funny thing is, instead of thinking that I'm now going to be this fitness model, I had a teacher from my school when I was visiting back home after I graduated from high school, came up to me and said, Sammy, you have no bum. And I was like, right, so I went from being the fat kid to now being the girl with no bum. So obviously, you know, that made me really upset. So I thought, right, what can I do? I heard a little bit about weight training. So I went to the gym with my mom and she spoke to one of the PTs there. This is back in Russia. And he looked at my shape and he said, you know what? You you have quite broad shoulders. Uh, Maybe have you ever considered doing any competitions? And I said, what's that? So he took me to the wall where there's loads of pictures of all these fitness female like bikini figure. And I had a look at that and I'm like, you know what? That actually looks cool because I've always wanted a six pack. So from there, he kind of showed me a few things. And then when I went back to uni to the UK, I found a bodybuilding gym in Coventry. I don't know if any of you know, it's called Future Fitness. And that's where everything started. I got a PT there who helped me. We trained four times a week and I just started to see results. I followed like a six, um, six meals a day approach. So the typical like bodybuilding bro kind of thing. Um, and I was honestly, I was putting on so much muscle and that's kind of where it started. (laughs) So my background was a little bit similar to yours. I started off, I wasn't the skinniest kid when I was around 16. Um, and my mum started to go to the gym. So I said to her, like, can I come with you? And um, I started going with her. It was just a local gym, really crap equipment. But like Sammy, I was a bit of a cardio bunny. Um, so I'd go and do your casual 15 minutes on the cross trainer, 15 minutes on the treadmill, 15 minutes on the row machine, um, and then do like your leg press, abduction, adduction, and all the simple stuff. Um, and then I used to finish with a bit of abs because I also wanted a six pack. Um, I started eating clean and lost a lot of weight simply because I was barely eating any carbs. Um, and then like Sammy, I just started to look really straight up and down and skinny and people were kind of commenting in a negative way about the way that I looked still after losing a lot of weight. Um, 
So I then decided I wanted to build a bit of muscle and I started to go to Pure Gym because it was quite cheap and local. I knew a few people there and I went to a few classes, um, kind of copied the pump style workouts you did <laughs> in the classes, which I actually used to instruct. Um, but yeah, so I just started weight training, kind of copying some of the people in the gym, went on bodybuilding.com and got a few workouts off oh, there. Oh, I did that as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> bodybuilding.com. Watched a few people on YouTube. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have been there, done that. And I started to eat a lot more, so obviously put on a lot of weight, some of that being muscle, some of that being fat. Yes, the um, same thing happened to me. <laughs> so it went from like super skinny to then just like perma bulk yeah. or like, what is it? Turbo bulk. <laughs> Yeah, and then I ended up, um, I was 154 pounds when I started with my first competition prep coach. Yeah. And the reason I started with him was because after I'd put on quite a bit of weight, one of the PTs in the gym said to me, um, oh, have you ever thought about competing? And I was like, actually, I have a lot. I watch loads of people on YouTube and all mm. of this. And he put me in touch with his, his competition prep coach. So that's when I started with Luke um, at 11 stone. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so Danny's actually had a bit more experience than I have in terms of competing. She's competed three seasons, whereas I've only competed one. So what we'll do now is kind of just talk a little bit about when we first competed, what federations we've done. So I competed in 2017. So by this point, I had been training for about three years. Um, and actually I wanted to compete that first year I started going to the gym, but someone actually told me that, you know, you're, you're going to just end up looking really skinny. And if you actually want to do well, you will need to take drugs. And that really put me off competing. Luckily, um, someone else in the gym told me, no, you just need to train and eat for a few years. Cause she looked amazing. Um, and she competed. So she said, just go away, train for a while, and then compete in three years. And that's exactly what I did. So 2016, November, I kind of started a maintenance period up until January. And then from January 2017, I started my first prep. Um, I would say my starting point wasn't ideal. Um, I had quite a lot of body fat on me. But I've always, I think my body fat set point is slightly on the higher side. So I started this 24 week prep, um, which to be honest, I'll get into that later about uh, my experience with the prep. But yeah, so um, 24 week prep, uh, I competed with the UK BFF. I did the Zach Khan Classic, which is in July. And then three weeks later, I decided to do the Scottish Grand Prix, which actually qualified me for world finals, world, sorry, world championships and Arnold Classic. Um, yeah, so those are th that's basically the competitions that yeah. I did. And I came first in both of them, and it was juniors that I did. Yeah, and I um, started competing in 2016. Like I said, I got in contact with Luke when I was like 11 stone around May time um, and decided to start a competition prep pretty much straight away. Um, because I had been perma-bulking for a while. <laughs> so I went into a calorie deficit, fat loss phase, and ended up competing in Birmingham in September 2016. I didn't place in my first show. I then went away and went straight into an improvement season. I didn't go through to another show because I knew 
I just needed new more muscle tissue. How long did um, you prep for for your first show? It was a 20 week prep and okay. I lost 30 pounds my first prep. Oh right, okay, um, that's quite a lot. Yeah, so then entered an improvement season and competed again in 2017. I did the same show as Sammy, but yeah. we were in different categories. So the week before that show, I competed in junior bikini in Scotland and won. And then I competed in my height class in Sammy's competition. Yeah. Um, um, and actually, that's how we met. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we were just following each other through Instagram. And yeah. then we saw that we were doing the same show and we kind of just started messaging. I remember the morning or, yeah, the morning <laughs> of, of the show, I messaged Danny at like 6 a.m. And I've never met her at this point. And I literally wrote to her, can I use moisturizer on my face? Because like, I had no idea, like, are you allowed to wear moisturizer if you're getting tanned and stuff? It was really yeah. funny, actually. And then I was obviously like, they don't tan your face, Sammy. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I did the British finals that year. Yeah. I didn't place at the UK BFF British finals. It was a very weird competition, actually, that year. Mm. Um, and then, again, entered an improvement season and competed again this year, but with the PCA. I won junior bikini um, and then went on to win the overall and also took over my own prep towards the end of it. But I'll go into that in a little bit more detail later. Um, and I finished this season in August with Two Bros placing third. Two Bros, for any of you listening, is the IFBB... Um what do you call it, Asso- association? Federation. Fe- federation, like they're related to the IFBB. Um, but what we're going to do now is kind of discuss our experience in prep and kind of go more into depth. So obviously Danny will have a lot more to say on this, um, but with my first prep, I had a very bro approach. So what that means is six meals a day, eat every two to three hours, um, and yeah, it was just quite, it was quite boring, the whole thing. Um, I felt it was more like a punishment as opposed to enjoying it. Yeah. And although my starting point was not ideal, overall I lost about, I think, in kilos. So I lost about 15 kilos, I think, which is also something like 30-something pounds. Yeah, So it was a quite lot a weight. lot. Um, towards the end, I was on stupidly low calories. Um, I was doing loads of cardio. And to be honest, it was just not really thought out. There was no like diet break or anything. Um, so I would say when I look back at that prep, I was quite miserable. And in terms of um, preserving lean muscle tissue, do you think that it was effective, that prep? No, definitely not. So the way that I, my setup for the prep um, was I was training every other day. Uh, I was on a full body split. So I actually ended up being in the gym for about two two hours. I was probably catabolic by the end of the session, like really catabolic. Um, and then on the day, so every other day, the days when I wasn't training, I was doing sprints on the bike. Um, and yeah, to be honest, like I didn't even enjoy that. But my coach was like, no, this is the way we're going to do it. Um, so yeah, I would say as a first prep, it w- was definitely not something I would ever want anyone to go through. Yeah. But I guess, you know what, you learn from that. Like I would never change that for anything because now I know what it's like doing it that way. And that's why I'm so excited to work with Danny this year because Danny's approach is something I really believe in. She takes the middle ground of like, you know, the typical yeah. bro approach but then also is quite flexible. 
So so a bit more of a mixture of the two. Yeah. Um, because there are benefits to having a structure and um, a plan, and there are benefits of the bro approach, the structure side of things. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you're obviously optimizing everything. However, there are also downsides because it's not specific to anyone as an individual. Um, and the most important factor when it comes to competition prep is compliance. So the fact that you actually stick to your plan and if you can't stick to it, then what's the point? You're not going to see very good results. Yeah, exactly. And we'll probably have an episode that discusses this specifically. So we'll go into more depth. Um, but yeah, so basically did my 24 week prep and then I got so excited by winning, uh, that show and my boyfriend at the time said, why don't you do show in three weeks in Scotland? Because it uh, actually qualifies you for Arnold's. Then there was the, there was a competition in Finland called legacy cup and then also the world championships. And I thought it's only three more weeks of dieting. So I did it. Uh, bear in mind at this point I was on like crazy stuff I was one hour cardio every morning 18,000 steps um, sprints followed by like some list cardio which took like 45 minutes so I was basically like always on my feet couldn't even sit down Um, so I did that show and then after that show I had eight weeks until the Arnold Classic and things here kind of started to go downhill I think my body pretty much stopped responding. I didn't have abs anymore, although my weight was the same, um, which kind of got me worried. So then my coach put my calories even lower and I looked even worse. Um, It was awful. And then I decided to pull out of the Arnold Classic and said, right, I'm just going to go for the British finals, which was at that point, don't remember how many weeks away, but I was... It's usually October time. Yeah, so I had you know a few weeks there but unfortunately something horrible happened um my younger brother so i have two siblings i have a sister and a brother my younger brother got stabbed and he was in hospital in really critical condition in the icu unit in london so i literally had to drop everything in birmingham and go to london and i was there for a week I didn't do any cardio, I didn't do any training, and I did not stick to my meal plan. So obviously, you know, I decided to choose family over competition. Um, And sometimes these kind of things happen in your life, you know, and I'm glad that I was able to do the other two competitions, and my brother actually watched me win my first show, which, to be honest, was the highlight of the year for me. So, yeah, sometimes things like that happen, but I wasn't really upset about it because... You know, I did I did two competitions. I was happy with the result that I had and I went away and just from then on I've started kind of working on myself and should I discuss should I go into my off season this year? Well, I think we're actually going to go um we'll talk about this in a bit but yeah. discuss our off seasons and stuff. And in comparison to Sammy's first prep, so I followed quite a flexible approach with my first coach. Um, I had a set of macros which I had to follow. Obviously, I had my cardio to complete and my training program, but it wasn't like you've got to eat these foods at this time. It was more, these are your macros. This is an example of what you could eat in a day. Um, 
but if you ever need to swap things around you can do which is a similar approach to what I take with my clients now um there is no benefit in eating the same foods day in day out in fact it's more likely to be detrimental in terms of digestion and things like that so yeah I followed quite a flexible approach it worked very well for me and I came out of the end of the prep a very like healthy minded individual I didn't have a negative relationship with food um, and my reverse diet went really well which allowed me to compete the season after that in 2019 the same as Sammy um, and I was in much better condition that season as well I made a lot of improvements and in my opinion that was all partly down to the way I approached my first competition prep and how successfully it went not only physically but like mentally as well um, and I now was able to coach myself through my most recent prep and come out of the back of it with again a healthy relationship with food um, and a better physique at the end of it as well so yeah each season's gone really well um, and each season's been very different so there's yeah. always something to learn from every competition yeah. season and actually at the beginning of this season I did try a different coach and a different approach it was more of a bro approach like Sami's first prep and it didn't work for me um it was a very one-size-fits-all approach and I didn't feel as though it was tailored to me as an individual I won't go into too much detail but I did take over my own prep at three and a half weeks out lost quite a bit of weight in those last three and a half weeks um, managed to still step on stage and will win um, my competition take the overall and then I prepped for a further five weeks for two bros um, I, the reason I did two bros was more to kind of test the water because I knew I would compete with them again in the future and want to do very well with that federation so I wanted to see what I looked like against the other girls and it was quite clear from the pictures in my opinion I just need more muscle tissue which is why I'm taking 2019 off. Um, so Sammy where are you at right now and what are your plans for 2019? So just to kind of touch on what Danny just said uh, with regards to kind of your whole relationship with food, kind of your mindset. So after this really strict prep, um, this whole bro approach, I actually came out in a quite negative place mentally. Um, so after pulling out of the finals, I gained quite a lot of weight quite quickly. And it's because um, I didn't really get much support from my coach in that sense like when it comes to post show and although so many people tell you you know oh you need to make sure you reverse diet this and that the way your mind works i feel especially when you've gone to such low calories is you're kind of like an animal like yeah. your body literally like i was never full i don't even remember feeling full once so i ate lots and your body's like a sponge so this is I'm going to share this information but so I competed I weighed 57 kilos in July uh, then my weight actually shot up to 63 because we because the, it was quite an awkward timing between my second show and Arnold Classic we actually bumped my food up for a bit yeah so I gained a bit of weight I went up to like 61 kilos um, then I remember I got back from London after what happened and I was up to 64 by January, after Christmas, I was 80. Eight zero. That's a lot. And this just lot. highlights how much 
a negative prep can have an effect exactly. on you long term and why it's important to get a good coach especially for your first season of competing exactly and it just shows that this whole prep it wasn't it didn't fit my lifestyle i had to become someone else when i was in it so that when i did finish the prep and i got out of it i went back to you know trying to be what i was before so you need to make sure like danny said the way that you set up your prep is like slow, small changes as opposed to trying to be something completely yeah. different. Your prep needs to fit your life exactly. ultimately because if you can't sustain what you're doing for at least the duration of the prep and continue practicing the habits that you've learned post-prep because at the end of the day, you've still got to practice an element of control after your show is over. You can't just like it doesn't all end that you don't revert back to exactly. eating whatever the hell you want yeah. when you want and another way obviously to kind of go about this is to just have a better starting point because then you don't need to do all these drastic things you know go on like super low calories for a really long period of time um give yourself a diet break so plan your season so that you have you know two to four weeks of a maintenance period so that when you do finish your prep you don't feel like okay now i can go and eat this this and that you know so yeah so basically it came to january i was in a really bad place um i was very disappointed with myself i was quite insecure i actually broke up with my boyfriend in november so lots of things have been going on and then i also started a new job as a pt um so what i just i was gonna actually compete back in september i told myself okay i didn't do the finals i'll just compete in 2018 but by February, I realized that is the stupidest thing. And actually, a good friend of mine, AJ, was the one who said, Sammy, don't compete, you know? you If you want to be in this sport for long, take time off. Because I think a lot of people rush to get back on stage. But really, what's the point of going back and looking like, you know, there's a marginal difference? And not just that, but if you'd have prepped this year, yeah. you're your mental health would have it was not awful. been in a good place exactly and for exa- and for specifically for females and what is what we want to talk about your health in like your period your menstrual cycle is so important and if you like i only got mine back in february that's how that's almost half yeah. a year later so you want to make sure that all of those factors are like all of your health markers need to be in a good place before you start a contest prep. If they're not, you're only gonna be in a worse position at the end of it. Because prep isn't healthy, competing is not a healthy sport, it's an extreme sport, and you're taking those risks by competing. You've got to hold yourself responsible for that. And the more you push your body, the more it'll fight back. So sometimes, you know, I've heard girls or people I've spoken to in the industry who've started a prep, for example, or started a fat loss phase, and they failed, and it wasn't necessarily mentally, it was physically, their body just did not want to do that again, because they just, they didn't um, solve all their issues, their health issues, you know? So always make sure that you're in a good place before you start a prep, because it's not, you're taking your body to places it doesn't want to go. So I ended up taking this whole year off. I did suffer with a few issues, so I had a bit of an eating disorder for majority of it and every time I would start to diet I would try and go back to the same kind of approach that I had um, during my prep which is a really strict meal plan 
you know, no foods that I really enjoy in there. And after doing that for two, three weeks, I would just go on a binge. I would literally, it's not even necessarily a binge because I think I'm more like over eight or had something that I liked. Um, so I maintained for most of this year my weight, but it did come down from 80 kilos in January down to 74. And I've kind of been around that, but my body has been changing. Yeah. Definitely. When I look at my pictures back at the beginning of the year, I look a lot different. Um, so now that's where we're at. Um, I've now been working with Danny for just over two months. And already I feel so much better mentally because um, she's kind of made me realize that, first of all, no one is perfect. Second of all, it's if you want like longevity, if you want results that are going to last you, you need to make this a lifestyle. And although it's obvious, and that's what I tell people myself as a PT and a coach, sometimes you're really harsh on yourself. Yeah, and, and sometimes you just need reminding. Exactly. So I always like, for me, it's like, if this doesn't feel brutal, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And sometimes what Sammy needed to do is just take, she almost applied a bit too much pressure on herself to the point where if she did the slightest thing which she considered less than optimal, she would then go into self-destruct mode. Exactly. Um, so she needed to ease off the pressure a little bit and yeah. find an approach that actually worked for her and her life and her life now because it's completely different from when she first competed. Exactly. So you always need to consider kind of the things that are going on in that moment of time to make it fit your lifestyle. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much where I'm at um, now. And I'm going to be prepping in, well, starting January, I'm going home to Russia for two weeks where I'll do a bit of a maintenance period. And it's probably the last time I'll kind of get to enjoy myself with my family because as soon as 2019 starts, it's gonna be prep mode until the end of the year so yeah yeah that's pretty much where i'm at now and oh one more thing to add sorry um so basically over the past few weeks um since i've started working with danny as she said you know i haven't really been focusing on uh, making things optimal i've kind of just been doing if it fits your macros and because that works like it's consistency i've seen more results then earlier this year when I was trying to go, right, carbs only around training and things like that, or like eating less food on my rest days because I'm not training, therefore I don't need the carbs, like things like that, which sometimes you can really get caught up in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in terms of where I'm at at the minute, I am taking the whole of 2019 off away from the stage with the aim of developing as much muscle tissue as possible so that when I compete again, which will most likely be in 2020, as long as all my health markers are in the right place um, and I feel as though I've made enough improvements, um, I will look better on stage because like my worst fear is stepping on stage and looking the same or worse, which will happen if you just do show after show after show and don't give yourself a break. Building muscle takes a really long time. It's so underrated. Um, people think you're gonna turn into like the Hulk overnight. It's really not gonna happen. Yeah. The max amount of muscle you're gonna gain in a year is like a few pounds. So I'm taking the whole of 2019 off. 
Um, I will do a mini cut at some point, a bit of a recomp because I don't want body fat to get excessive to the point where it makes my 2020 prep um, extremely difficult and long. So I will do a mini cut, but other than that, I will be in a slight calorie surplus for the majority of this year. Um, and then I want to compete again with two bros and PCA in 2020. I've got some big goals and I'm really excited. This year, I have quite a few clients stepping on stage. So I'm going to put all of my time and energy into that. Um, I can't wait to see them all compete. All of my clients, including Sammy, um, they're going to absolutely smash it. And I love what I do as a coach. I'm almost kind of more passionate about seeing my clients succeed than myself, um, which is one of the reasons I also want to take 2019 off to really focus on those guys. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to compete again, but I know it's going to be worth it taking 2019 off. And I'm happy with how this year went, despite it being so crazy. Um, like Sammy, I did have a bit of a crazy prep this year. I moved house multiple times at like five weeks out. I didn't have a scale to weigh myself off whilst I was coaching mm -hmm. myself. I didn't have consistent lighting for progress pictures. It was all a bit mental. Obviously, I took over my own prep at like three and a half weeks out on my first show. Um, I moved from working at Pure Gym to working at Iron Athlete, which is now Ultraflex. Um, and I'm now fully online. So it's been a bit of a crazy year to say the least. I also went through a bit of a break at the beginning of the year with my uh, ex-boyfriend and I've now obviously met AJ. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's been a mental year and my life's completely different now to what it was a year ago, which is so crazy when you look back. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm thankful obviously that everything's happened and I'm looking forward to starting a new year, basically. Yeah, well, you achieved so much this year. Like it's crazy Like for me to look at that. But I know in my head, I also know it was so suboptimal. And I know, so throughout my prep, it was that crazy switching coaches, obviously from having a coach to coaching myself, switching approaches. I know the approach I was following at the beginning of the year was suboptimal. I moved house several times. I didn't have consistent data in terms of scale weight. Yeah. Um, but then it just makes you realise that when you do prep next time, yeah, how much better. Exactly. And you would have had time off this time, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of because you've been competing back to back three years now. Three years back to back. Yeah. So in the back of my head, I know that I can beat this year already. Exactly. So it excites me to compete yeah. again, and it's kind of like, but. I know yeah. it'll be worth taking 2019 off. Yeah. And my body needs it from a health perspective as well. Exactly. Um, I want to make sure my, I've got my menstrual cycle back. Yeah, that's really important. Um, do you want to kind of say what your plans are with me? Should we kind of talk about my season? Yeah, so Sammy wants to compete at the end of the season. Yeah, so the thing is, the position I'm in now, in terms of like a starting point... Again, I would say it's probably not ideal. I do carry a bit more extra body fat. However, something that we may touch on other episode on a different episode is I feel this is the best I felt in terms of performance, in terms of like just how I feel. Um, and I think it's different for everyone. So if you do want to lower your body fat set point, I guess it's more about maintaining your body at that weight yeah. for a period of time. And if I look back at, you know, my weight over the past three years, it's literally been all over the place. Yeah, and because Sammy's body fat is now quite high, 
Um, we've got a lot of weight to lose, obviously, before she set, steps on stage. And to minimize muscle loss, we can't do that all in one chunk. So yeah. we're going to split her prep into two and do a maintenance phase in between. It would be stupid to try and lose all of it in one block. Yeah, kind of like what I did last time. But also, guys, I think it's so important to be a realist and say to yourself, right, if I don't look how I should or I can see that actually I'm going to lose a lot of muscle or whatever, then just pick a later show, you yeah. know? So I'm, although I want to compete at the end of the year, it's not like, oh, that's it, I have to do it, you know? So we'll kind of see, we'll have a reactive approach, which I think is so important. Yeah. Um, and I'll always be honest with you, like, all the time. Exactly. So we're going to see how it goes, but that's, the, that's basically what yeah. the goal is, to compete at the end of the year. And... The federations that I'll compete with is PCA, so I've never competed with the PCA. I'm really excited for that. They have a lot of like free, the posing is quite freestyle. Yeah, with PCA, one of my favorite parts of competing with the federation is that the posing is very flexible. You can pretty much do what you want. Yeah. You've got both your front side and back poses, whereas with two bros, you've just got your front and your back. Yeah, um, um, and then I also wanna try two bros. Now, two bros is, I would say, quite a high standard um, because if you do well and you win your class, you actually win a pro card. Yeah, you get your IFBB pro card. It's yeah. not a case of winning, like, your Miami pro card. Yeah, it's or... like an actual IV pro card. Um, and actually, to touch on, um, like, work and stuff, one of my clients actually just got a pro card, so I helped her prep for that, which is really cool. So the fact that one of my clients is a pro, and I'm not, it's kind of funny. Um, so we need to get Sammy yeah. there, basically. But basically, we, can, we also can touch on like what our goals are in the sport. Yeah. So overall, I think a lot of girls have the dream of getting a pro card. So that obviously would be my goal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But first, I think... To make it more realistic for myself, I really want to compete with them, like Danny said, to kind of test the waters, see what they look for, because I know already what my cons are in my physique and the judges' feedback I got last time, or that my legs are a bit too big, you know, so depends what kind of physique I they look for. I don't think they'll be too big for two bros. Yeah, maybe Two bros, the girls have a lot of muscle tissue. Yeah, um, which is nice because... It's what we yeah. look for. It's what I'm we sorry, love. but if a judge were to tell me, sorry, but you're not going to place because you have too much muscle. <laughs> like, okay, we'll take a year out and go to figure. Yeah. So, yeah, I would never change my uh, training to f fit a category, I don't think. No. I love training too much. Me and Sammy both train in a very similar style. We love lifting heavy and working at a very high intensity. And I, for one, like Sammy said, wouldn't sacrifice that just to compete yeah. in bikini. I'd rather take the time out and go up a category because exactly. I love training. Um, and then also to add to the federations, I'm thinking maybe to also do a natural federation. So either UK DFBA or BNBF just for fun um, and might do figure. Because the standard of figure that you don't need to be as big. But you have to be shredded. But you have to be shredded. So we'll see. Um, but yeah. And then Danny, like she said, she's taking this year off. So really excited to see your improvements this year. Um, and then what else? So what 
what are you doing at the minute in terms um, of your work life? Yeah. So like I said, this year has been quite like transformational for me. I started PTing back in March. Um, so I'm a one-to-one PT in Birmingham. And on the side, I also do online coaching. And at the minute, a lot of my clients are not even based in the UK. So I have some in Singapore, some in India. Um, yeah. So it's quite cool to be able to kind of reach people from all over the world yeah. and do something that you enjoy. And the thing is, I think the way I got into PTing and online coaching is literally through the passion I have for this sport. Um, and my parents actually, they didn't really support this whole like me going into fitness. Um, I, stu- I studied sport management at uni, which I guess is kind of like in the same kind of industry. Like yeah, it's definitely. health health related um but when i competed in my final year of uni in 2017 i knew that's what i wanted to do like i just was a fire was lit i was like that's it i want to help people do this so i started in march the first few months of PTing were actually quite scary because i've never done something like that before but then i realized like literally you're training you're helping people train something that you enjoy doing um, and now my clients tell me, you know, like, oh, you, you make my day when we train in the morning, like I'm in a positive mood and that just makes you feel so yeah. good, honestly. And like Danny's actually been PTing for longer than I have. You've been doing it for almost four years now. Yeah. So I did one-to-one PT for four years and I have just recently gone fully online. Um, but it's been a very gradual process and I started at Pure Gym working on shifts to teaching classes and things like that which is what i'm doing now so i'm basically what daniel was doing like a few years ago yeah so i started on shifts and then after a year or so went on to rent where you obviously pay a monthly fee and then you don't do the classes and things you just train your clients um you're self-employed at pure gym still so you're not employed by the gym you run your own business um and yeah i did that for four years absolutely loved it But now being online suits my current situation. It allows me to reach the people I'm trying to reach. Um, Now I'm going a bit more into competition prep coaching um, and it gives me more kind of time freedom and allows me to structure my day how I want to structure it. Um, Yeah, like I said, it's been a very gradual process I moved quite a lot of my one-to-one clients online after a while, after they were competent enough to do so. So I'd basically one-to-one PT them until they were really confident with all of their lifts and their execution of exercises. So I knew they had the ability to go away and do that on their own. Um, And I like online coaching because it is more thorough outside of the session. My check-ins are all over voice note. Um, so my clients will send me a voice note letting me know how the week's gone. It's a bit of a catch-up, really. Um, they'll send me their pictures and update their tracking document. And then based off their feedback and how they're progressing, I'll make adjustments and send them a voice note back. So it's quite a thorough process. It's not just a... It's not a case of me sending them a training program, a nutrition protocol, and then saying, right, okay, that's what you've got. Get on with it it's a constant form of support and it's a very in-depth process and I really enjoy it. Um, I think that also is really important and I think the reason why a lot of people who I know for example in gyms when you tell them that you're like do your online coaching or something 
they're like oh they send the same thing to everyone else like the same training plan the same diet plan but in reality that's not what it's like maybe back in the day it was yeah but i think nowadays you have people like aj danny myself there's so many coaches out there who are starting to make it more of a personal experience and that way your clients get better results and the thing is guys we actually care about our clients like I get so much out of seeing my clients succeed, which is why I want to give them my time and I want to make it an in-depth process and add to their lives ultimately and improve the quality of their lives. Um, I would feel like an absolute failure if I was just sending them a training program and nutrition. Because it's a 24-7 thing. Yeah. Like bodybuilding and just fitness in general, it's it's actually a lot mental. It's a huge part of your life. And it's it's mentally... Um, that's where you get the hard part is the mental aspect of it so if you're not helping someone in that way you know you're not going to really see them succeed as much as they could yeah so it's almost like you have to be a bit of a therapist as well yeah people joke (laughs) and say like the PT and you basically counsel people but there is a lot of the kind of um mindset side of things and you've got to be there to support your clients when they need it because that hour in the gym say you're PTing someone for an hour a week that hour is such a small part of their week it's what goes on outside of that hour which is gonna produce them results so um yeah we actually care about our clients and we give a proper online coaching service as opposed to just you know faffing about not seeing people as a number that's the other thing like you want to provide quality not you know quantity how many clients you have so for those listening when you're choosing a coach for yourself be sure that you consider those kind of things you know because and sometimes right you'll see um coaches these days like post loads of transformation pics but you need to see like how do they actually coach their clients because if you put anyone on a deficit or give them like a low calorie diet well, obviously they'll lose fat, but is that long-term, is that going to give you long-term results? Yeah, and what about after the diet? Yeah. What what position were they in mentally after they finished that diet? Were they able to sustain those results? Exactly. Were they in a healthy position? Like, yeah. did they have their menstrual cycle? All of these factors are things to consider, and it's not just a case of getting someone from, like, A to B. Exactly. It's what happens during the process and what happens after that fat loss process. Yeah, it's not a quick fix. So when you know when you are looking for a coach, make sure that you know you don't look at oh how many followers they have or like no. um, how many transformation pictures they have, but like have a look at the kind of content that they post. Message them, ask them what kind of method do they follow with their yeah. training with the diet. Speak to them beforehand, one hundred percent, because. If a coach really cares and is willing to invest time into you, they will speak to you beforehand. Exactly. I'll speak to anyone who drops me a message. Yeah. Like, I actually even do like consultation calls. Yeah. I think that's really important because that's the other thing. What if you're not suited for the kind of coaching that the coach provides? Yeah. You know, because the thing about online coaching, unfortunately, I think it's quite difficult to do with someone who's a beginner. Yeah. Because you're going to really struggle to be there for them like at the gym you know unless they send you loads of form videos but even that's quite difficult so online coaching is definitely something more for the intermediate advanced kind of client you've got to have a certain level of competence in the gym with training and you've got to be willing to put the work in yourself like 
your online coach is not going to be able to come to the gym with you and set a date where you're going to meet them there um they can't do the work for you so you've really got to be willing to put the work in yourself um and you've got to have a certain ability like i said in the gym you've got to make sure that you've got a baseline level of knowledge before you start online coaching um and if you haven't maybe get a few pt sessions before you start online coaching make yeah. sure your training is up to scratch and then start with an online coach if you want to work with someone in particular yeah and the other thing is you see so many people these days who are online coaches um because it is you know as easy as oh here's your diet plan here's your training plan for some people for some people yeah so that's another reason why Danny and myself like the way that we go about it is quite different i think you don't get yeah. many people who do it this way um but like Danny said i think a lot of it has to do also because we do one to one pt so we kind of developed um relationship with our clients and we can see how much it means to actually be there for them so we want to kind of translate that into online coaching um because that way your clients will just receive better results yeah exactly like i truly care about you guys and your results and your health more importantly like i will never take on a client just to get them on stage yeah. just because they're a number um if they're not in a healthy position to do so i won't start a competition prep with them I'll always say to them, look, I think it's actually a good idea that we maybe pick a later show or take this year as an improvement season and then consider competing. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much mine and Sammy's jobs. We have a very similar job, obviously. I've been in the trenches sort of thing, like one-to-one PT and like Sammy is now. Um, and it's a fantastic thing to do. I think it really develops you as a coach. And now I'm currently studying for my sports nutrition diploma as well as online coaching. So that's another benefit of me being online. It gives me the ability to dedicate a certain amount of time to studying um, and progressing with that as well. Um, and it also allows me to travel to my clients' shows, whereas before I was sort of restricted being one-to-one. Now I know I can make it and actually see my girls in person, which I'm so excited for. Um, and I've also been running a few posing workshops and one-to-one sessions, which I really enjoy. Um, and then, so we briefly touched, me and Sammy met back in the day when we did the same show at Zach King Kong Classic. Yeah, um, I, I actually scrolled back in our Instagram messages to kind of see like <laughs> how we started talking. And it's so funny because like when we look now back at that, like we didn't even realize that we'd be such good friends. But yeah, it was literally like we both saw that we're doing the same show. And then I would ask Danny some questions like, oh, where did you buy your jewelry from? Like do you do you do this do you do that because i had no idea it was my first time competing um so don't so, be afraid to message girls on instagram because yeah, you never know exactly <laughs> never know where you might end up exactly and then the other really cool thing is obviously i knew aj before i actually met danny um and the way i met aj i think was also like through just listening to his like youtube videos or something um and then like now look they're dating it's so funny yeah. how like the, the fitness industry is actually so small you know if you think about it yeah but like me and sammy i'd say sammy is honestly one of my closest friends now because we actually have so much in common yeah um and we were just saying the other day how it's not always how long you've known someone exactly. like 
Yeah, you can end up closest yeah, with the randomest like people. Click with the person. So it's really nice that and now Danny's my coach, you know, like look how many things can change in like a year. It's yeah. crazy. Mad. Yeah. Um but we'll wrap up there. Um thank you for listening guys. Let us know if you have any feedback for us, drop us a message on Instagram, YouTube, wherever you want or to find comment, us. Comment under this on uh, iTunes. Yeah. Um, and if you could leave us a review, we'd really appreciate that. Yeah, we'd really appreciate that. And we're definitely, um, as most people are going to be starting prep in January, we want to kind of also provide this podcast for something for you to listen to as you go along in your preps. And we'll cover a wide range of different topics. Yeah, Sammy's going to be prepping with you this year. I'm going through my improvement season, so we're covering both sides of things. And we'll talk a lot about, like, coaching client, maybe. Yeah, um, you definitely. Know, you, you can cover some things, I can cover some things. And if you've well. got any requests for us, shoot them over. We would love to hear from you. Um, thank you for listening, guys. And we'll see you soon. Bye.